0: Or without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to episode number 41. I hope you are well. Today I want to talk to you about self-care. As we continue to emerge from lockdown in the UK, most of us will find that we're starting to change our habits. We're starting to do things differently to how we've done them for the past few months. Some of you may have found that lockdown was a great time to embed practices of taking better care of you. Others of you may have found self-care more difficult in lockdown, whether that was because of demands on your time from family or because of an extended work day. And what I want to suggest to you is that if your routine will be changing over the coming weeks or months, then it could be a great time to incorporate self-care as a way of being. So today I'm talking to you about making self-care easy by creating a self-care mindset. We're going to explore why we don't take better care of ourselves. And then we're gonna talk about how you can get started improving your self-care or a specific aspect of your self-care. So why don't we take better care of ourselves? Why doesn't self-care come to us more naturally? When I ask women what's stopping them take better care of themselves, this is what they tell me. I don't have time. I can't fit it in, and I have to make work and family a priority. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the willpower. I don't know where to start, or I stop when I don't get the results I want quickly enough. All self-care becomes unimportant in the moment. And in addition to these reasons, I think that we often fall into the trap of thinking self-care isn't that important because we are getting by each day. Your body is resilient. You can neglect it, and not only will it keep working, but it will even alter itself. It will adapt to to keep going. You might not realise the toll not taking care of you is having, Because you can push through but everything that you do, everything that you don't do does have effects. Maybe you are slowly getting more tired or you're slowly getting less fit or you're slowly getting more heavy. But you don't notice because the change is gradual. You don't see the problems caused until something drastic happens. And I think that many of us get stuck in the belief that self-care is selfish or takes away from others. Now, for some of us, this could be a sign of low self-worth. you think others are more important than you but for many of us i just think that we can find that we enjoy taking care of others more than we enjoy taking care of ourselves but i want you to remember self-care is self-responsibility it is not selfishness caring for yourself doesn't have to mean taking anything away from anyone else skimping on self-care is not going to help you get those millions of things done on your to-do list It might work some of the time, but eventually you're going to be exhausted. Now, self-care comes in all different kinds of forms, from taking 10 minutes to read a magazine to staying hydrated on days that you're busy. Self-care can also mean relaxing your unrealistic expectations on yourself. Sometimes the best self-care is looking at your personal expectations and to-do lists and truly evaluating if they are even what you want to be doing. Often we ignore our basic wants and self-care is paying attention to them. Now, many of the reasons we neglect self-care, as I alluded to earlier, can be explained by the motivational triad. Our brains are designed to be rewarded for life-preserving activities, and there are multiple parts to our brain. One of those parts, our lower brain, I sometimes call it the toddler brain, is literally programmed to motivate you to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and expend minimal energy. And this was all well and good when we were motivated to catch and forage for food, to avoid the pain of being injured or cold and to save energy so that we required less food when we lived in the wild, however many years ago that was. But this way of being works against us in today's world where food is so readily available that we overeat excess and where our brain, in absence of threat from wild animals or fights with other humans, responds the same way when we have conflict at work or feel anxious or feel bored or feel frustrated. And of course, with our excessively sedentary lifestyle, Not being naturally motivated to move is also making us poorly. So taking food specifically, food provides that reward in the form of serotonin, dopamine and or desire. All the cues around food create neural pathways that remind us of how important it is to seek it again and again and again. And when you concentrate in refined food, you concentrate that response in the brain. This leads your brain to believe that concentrated foods are much more important to eat than they really are. The dopamine creates more desire And as we eat it, the flood of dopamine down-regulates the receptors, perpetuating that desire. So the more you do something and the more you practice something, the stronger the corresponding neural pathways become, until eventually we get so good at it that it becomes an unconscious habit. Therefore, it can often feel that we're out of control, that we're eating against our will. But this isn't the case. It just feels that way. The good news is we can change our brains. They are plastic. We can change these ingrained pathways by replacing them with new ones, interrupting the old ones by changing our actions and denying ourselves unhealthy rewards. So in order to thrive in the world in which we live today, we need to override our evolutionary programming and avoid pleasure, lean into emotional discomfort and expend energy. So now you know why you're not taking better care of yourself, let's consider how you can get started improving your self-care. First, I encourage you to be really clear on your reasons for wanting to take better care of you. Whether it's losing weight, exercising more, drinking more water or meditating. Ask yourself why. Then ask yourself why that, whatever the answer was to your original why, why that is important to you. Ask yourself what will happen if you don't do it. You want to be really clear on what you have to gain and what you have to lose. Because in the moment you're going to forget. Next, I encourage you to plan. And I encourage you to make small, consistent changes. I love the visual that small hinges swing big doors. When I relate to that, making tiny improvements in my self-care and knowing they can have a significant impact. Take drinking more water, for example. If you're hydrated, not only will you feel less tired, your skin will look better. And if you're wanting to lose weight, you will lose more than if you're not hydrated. And just by making that commitment to yourself and adhering to it, you will be creating a new way of being that will have a ripple effect because you will be building integrity with yourself. So I just mentioned planning and I want to talk about that in a little more detail. First, when you start planning, it's really important that you meet yourself where you're at, which by the way, is actually the first step on the balance pathway. Now, when we want to make a change in our life, we want to start by taking note and increasing our awareness of what is going on for us currently. We want to be aware of our starting point without judging it. Then we want to decide on our destination. And then we figure out what the journey may look like, or aka the plan, what obstacles may come up and we want to put strategies in place for each of them. It's important to see where we're at and not avoid it because it's necessary to chart our course. If we were travelling across the world without flying, let's imagine we're on a challenge to go to the North Pole. Our journey would look very different than if we were to travel from Australia That it would if we were travelling from South Africa or Argentina, for example. Each journey would have different challenges associated with crossing land and water, and each would have a different landscape, different threats from countries in conflicts versus lack of road networks and and or boat crossings. How can we plan for a journey if we don't know our starting point? Also, I want you to know that whenever we're in planning mode, we're using our higher human brain and not our primal brain. The more we use our higher brain to make self-care decisions, the easier it gets, the less we use our primal brain for those decisions the less frequently our primal brain will keep suggesting we eat the biscuits, forgo the exercise or the meditation or stay up to the early hours watching Netflix. When you make decisions with your planning brain, you're able to see the pros and cons and the consequences of what you're choosing far more easily than when you make decisions in the moment. Your primal brain forgets what you truly want and what the consequences are. It's blinded by its role in your life to seek pleasure, avoid emotional discomfort and save energy when it makes decisions in the moment because nothing else matters to it at that time. Another reason you want to have a plan is because your plan will show you what your obstacles are. Your plan is going to expose your thoughts and feelings that you're going to want to address on your journey to improve your self-care. Without the plan, you cannot see where your primal brain has created a pattern of seeking pleasure or avoiding negative emotion. Because so much of our habits take us away from self-care, are our default patterning, It can be tricky to see them because they have become our way of being. They feel like our truth. And creating an intentional plan enables you to see them, identify them, so that you can start to be curious about them. Planning helps you build a foundation from which you can do your work. You know where you want to come back to. You don't have to use energy to think about how you should be eating at the same time as dealing with your primal brain, which is muddying the water around your food choices. The more you create a habit of planning in your life, the more you'll come to trust your own decision making and that you can create a way of eating or exercising or drinking more water or being more mindful that works for you. Once you have your plan, of course, the next step is to do what you planned. It's taking action to do the things that you want to do and ensuring you don't do the things that are the opposite of self-care. As you carry out your self-care plan, you will come across obstacles. In fact, I encourage you to think about what the obstacles will be ahead of time. Some You will be able to anticipate and you can think in advance how you want to overcome them. Other obstacles you won't be able to anticipate and that's okay. The thing is, these obstacles, whether they are life events, not anticipating some challenges, other people making demands on your time, or just you lacking the motivation to do what you want, none of these obstacles are signs that something has gone wrong. They are all a part of the process of learning how to take better care of yourself. Sometimes, when things get in the way, we can make it mean that we were wrong about something or that we should give up, and that's never the case. Nothing has gone wrong, it's just the way that life is. Often, we will try, we will fail, then we stop, we might try something else, we fail again, then we might give up. Sometimes we test something once and then quit if it doesn't work out, and we want to ensure we don't do that. I encourage you to expect to fail, to find things difficult, and to keep going regardless. Every time you set a goal, there are going to be obstacles that will come up as you go about achieving it. The great thing about obstacles is that once you identify and understand them, do this one at a time, by the way, you can then create a strategy for overcoming each of them. So how do you do this? Well, I encourage you to write everything down on paper rather than just allowing things to just be. Get a pen and paper and write down all the reasons you're not taking the self-care action that you planned or wanted to. These will be a mix of circumstances, thoughts, and feelings. Make sure you know whether each of your reasons is a circumstance, a thought, or a feeling. You can't change the circumstance, but you can choose to think differently about it. And that will create a feeling that will make it an obstacle that can be more easily overcome. And if you feel stuck, if you can't see a way through whatever it is getting in your way, think of someone who has got it all figured out and think about what they would do to overcome that challenge. By the way when you're showing yourself this I want you to see that even though you're imagining someone else as the solution it is still coming from your brain. You're showing yourself you have more knowledge capability and resources within you than you knew. Okay so let's recap when you want to make self-care easy I encourage you to follow these steps. Number one decide what you want to change and why. Number two understand why you're not doing it already. Number three make a plan number 4 anticipate what will be difficult or what will get in the way put strategies in place for each of those things that was number 5 by the way then number 6 carry out the plan and uncover more things that will make it difficult or get in the way number 7 think of solutions and put strategies in place for those things number 8 keep going when you mess up or it feels difficult and number 9 that is until it becomes a habit just what you do a part of who you are Okay, that's brilliant. That's it for today. Thank you for listening and take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight Live Life Group Coaching Mastermind Intensive. Go to wwwthebestyoucoachforward forward slash coaching to find out all the details.